0: all right welcome rsl nation it's another episode of of your scarf life podcast brought to you by yours truly adele and today we have a very special guest for you uh from california one of our new friends and a new supporter of a brand new club in major league
1: soccer from los angeles football club do you want to introduce yourself sure yeah what's up everybody my name is jerry jimenez i'm with the heart of lafc podcast also part of the Black Army 1850 and the 3252, the uh, independent supporters unit for the Los Angeles Football Club. Man, that's a mouthful. So, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> so, I have a couple of questions for you. Uh, LAFC is exactly one game old, which is technically speaking. I know you guys have been around for what about a
1: year? Uh, the announcement was a year and a half, two years ago, wasn't that? Uh, no. So, the club itself was about three years ago, three years, four uh. months. Three years, four months, and four days before we got to play a game.
0: Wow. Okay. Not like anyone's counting, right?
1: No. No no one's counting. Yeah. So let me ask you this question, (laughs) man. Because, look, we ourselves have
0: been there about a little over a decade ago when we were announced to have a brand new club with no history whatsoever at the club itself. Um, So a couple of things happened, right? So I'm I'm watching the TV. I know that you guys signed uh, some, some big Mexican player by the first name of Carlos. Last name something with a V.
1: Like uh <laughs> Carlos v- 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 Vela-,
0: Vela. No, 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 that, that, that that's that's one of our players. Um,
1: Vela- uh, Vela- 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 oh Vela. Oh, that's, that's him. him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so two
0: two things happen, right? So first I hear there's gonna be a new club in LA. Second thing I hear you guys sign Carlos Vela. And then the third thing I hear is your ownership group is this incredible group of what, like 30 people, right? That includes Magic Johnson, Mia Ham a couple of uh foreign multi-billionaire investors right a really impressive looking group all right yeah. so then i kind of stopped paying attention to it and i tune in my television i think it was espn it was it fox sports i can't remember last sunday mm-hmm. um you guys are playing in seattle very famous venue very famous fan base and they keep showing this group of people up in a stance which uh, by the way uh, since the last time i was in seattle for a game uh, they had the fan section downstairs in the corner not upstairs in the corner i didn't even realize they moved that um and there's this yeah. really impressive group of people up there and i said when did this happen how does a brand new club that's playing their first game have such a huge passionate base so i go online and i'm watching all these videos on, on, on youtube and this. I mean, it looks like a European or uh, South American uh, fan base that's really, really passionate. You got songs and chants and drums and all these things. So tell me a little bit, how, how did this whole thing come about? How did this happen? Well, I guess not so quickly because it's been more longer than I thought, but how did this whole thing come together?
1: so yeah it's been a long process for sure man and uh i, I think it, it started out in october 30th when lafc was announced um you know there was already existing supporters from chivas usa i know you guys are familiar with chivas usa and what a failure that was um there was a few of us that were a part of that there's a few um that are still around not very many um obviously that club uh was just failed to to live up to its expectations and a lot of the supporters that are there now uh, for LAFC are brand new to MLS and are brand new supporters, are supporters of other leagues that didn't necessarily care about MLS. Um, we do have a, a few people that used to be Galaxy supporters and just felt a little bit more of a pull uh, into LAFC. Uh, but I would say that it started right from the beginning. I think LAFC did a really good job of saying, hey, whoever is out there that wants to follow a club." And we're, this is what we have in mind. This is what we want to do. If you think this is something that you are interested in, come and tell us what you want out of us, come and be a part of this club. Um, and the, the word club is used a lot because we were a club, you know, almost like a, just nothing but a club. We weren't Mm -hmm. really a a squad. We didn't have a team for three years. Yeah, you know, and so they, they did a really good job of starting to bring people in and little by little a bunch of supporter groups started forming there's a i'm gonna say probably about 10 supporter groups right now Uh, oh wow yeah there's there's a ton and it was mostly just because different lifestyles different uh uh you know work i don't know it's just different uh mentalities different ethnicities these clubs started forming themselves the supporter groups started forming themselves and eventually Uh, all decided, you know what, we need to work as one. We need to be one. We can't be like the club across the pond, you know, which is, in this case, Carson. We call them Carson um, (laughs) Galaxy. Um, But they have – their supporters are completely divided. You know, one is on one side of the stadium. The other one is on the other side of the stadium. We realized we didn't want that, and everybody was there um, understanding and talking about how we all have to be one on the same side. Therefore, 3252, which is the LAFC – um independent supporters union formed and from there we spread the word and just yeah man it ended up being close to about 500 people in seattle for our first game ever to witness obviously wow. our, our, our club's first game yeah that, that's
0: that's impressive by any measure had alone for a brand new club for the first um very first game um yeah because <laughs> Im- immediately um on on the Twitter on the Facebook um, rumors started forming that the club paid for the supporters to get up there. Oh, uh, of course. Which, which of course, which, which seems like a very uh, kind of convenient excuse for the rest of uh, the league who can't really um, get that kind of group. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not the case, right? Not the case.
1: Okay, so um, if you don't mind, I I drink beer as well as you do, so I'm gonna open up a, a can of beer real quick because um, I'm getting a little thirsty before we get to the next question.
0: I'm I'm getting down with a little uh, Epic Brewery Eight Twenty Five State Stout myself right now. So please have at it. Cheers, sir.
1: Uh, cheers. No, absolutely. So, uh, cheers. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw that, and and I'm involved in in all of that. Uh, you know, and and I try to follow social media, like you said, Facebook, Twitter. Automatically, people said LaFC was paying the supporters to go up there absolutely not the case. I wish, as a matter of fact, because I had to pay a lot of money to get out there to Seattle myself. So the um, the airplane, which was Delta Idle Mexico sponsored, one of our sponsors, big sponsors for LAFC, they put together a flight to uh, to Seattle. There was about 100, about 100, 110 uh, people that went up there. Those were not supporters. Those were actually just casual fans that went up there. I just so happened to go through that flight because my wife and my son came with me. Um, mm-hmm. and so that was for me, I wanted to spend the money. I, I, I actually got a hold of a credit card. I was like, you know what? I don't care. Let's just go comfortably. Um, but I had to pay and I can tell you it was about $240 per ticket. So my wife and I both paid my son didn't have to pay. So it was about $480 just on that flight. So when I see people saying that the club paid to get supporters yeah. over there, it's ridiculous. They did not pay for any of that. We paid hey, man, I was
0: I was <laughs> kind of hoping they did because I was going to write a seriously worded letter to my club. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. what, what's going on here? <laughs> Why don't
1: something. you guys fly around, right? Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, very cool, man. But either way, what I'm trying to say is that was a very, very impressive showing up in Seattle. Not just on the field, but off the field. Um, yeah. I know that on the field itself, there are a lot of people who are saying that Seattle saved themselves because they beat Chivas just, what was that, a, couple, a few days ago, a couple of days yeah. ago. Yeah, which um, I'm
1: upset about because
0: I'm a Chivas fan, by the way. Oh, is that right? Is we that were right? That, but we by, about- the way, <laughs> by the way, you, you, men- you mentioned Chivas USA was a failure. That, while that might be correct, I remember the last year of Chivas' existence while RSL at that time, this is before we did a total you know, downturn. Um, yeah we lost three games to chivas i think we might have been the only club that year we i think we ended up second or third in the west and we lost all of our games to chivas and someone calculated had we beat chivas every game that year we would have won the supporter shield so chivas still has a
1: really bad taste in my mouth even though Uh, they were not a very good club (laughs) uh, yeah hey but you know what rsl has a very good taste in my mouth because one of our last games was against you guys and Mm -hmm. nick romando's family was actually hanging out right by the black army tailgate and, uh, uh, Mr. Romando senior. So Nick Romando's dad came over and he's like, um, Hey, how are you guys doing? You guys seem like you're all having fun and they were barbecuing and we got to talking. Um, I got a picture with him. Uh, they were just very excited to be there. They're obviously, they're always supporting their son, but just from the attitude of of the Romando family and the representation and everything that they were saying about RSL, as a club, really made you know made me respect you guys that much more. I think the only club that I cannot have any respect for is going to be Carson, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, so we're around the same wavelength, you know. I, I still obviously uh-huh. want to beat you guys when it comes to uh, game time, but uh-huh. I'm always happy to share a beer with you guys. And you know, and I sorry about the Chivas thing. I, I didn't even know that actually. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, there's, there's, uh, we just, we have a history.
0: It, it's a Utah sports thing. It's not just RSL. It's the Jazz and and the youths. We just have a, we just have a thing where we always play up or down to the level of our competition. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a long, long, kind of a sad story, if you ask me. uh but okay so you did kind of lead me into my next line of questions which is um we don't know much about you and we really appreciate you telling us a little bit about your founding and and kind of the 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 soul uh it it makes a lot more sense the way you describe it because i always thought you know the club is a week old right i don't think of it as it's it's actually a few years old if you know if you look at it that way um but rsl in salt lake city i mean uh, technically it's in sandy it's just outside of salt lake city uh in utah so let me ask you some questions about us uh, kind of a word association game because utah and salt lake have a very funny taste in some people's mouths so when you think real salt lake or rsl what do you think what comes to mind to you
1: beer <laughs> okay so we talked a little bit about tell me, it tell, 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 tell them the to everybody okay so i had a layover i don't remember exactly where i was going but i did have a layover in salt lake city and i was there for about uh, two three hours that i had to kill and there was a craft beer bar at your airport and i sat down and i'm looking at all the beers and i'm like i need to try something local and I so i started going through the board and i met a nice uh, gentleman i actually had at that time an lafc i think polo on and so we started talking about RSL, talk, started talking about LAFC, and this was about two years ago. Um, so LAFC was still kind of just still a, uh, a dream, you know, nothing really was, was concrete, nothing was really happening yet. And I remember just thinking, man, this beer is really good. And I'm a big fan of beer. So to me, when I think of Real Salt Lake, I always think I want to go back there just to keep drinking their beer. Because <laughs> it, it's really good.
0: We, we have heard a lot worse, let me tell you that. Really? Um, yeah, well, a lot of, you know, most people don't think, when you think Utah, first thing you think of is usually not beer. Mm-hmm. Um. So, okay, let's take a little step further. I know you, you said you met Nick Romando's dad, and yeah. I, I honestly think Nick is going to be, uh, if not the first, one of the first three people that will get a, a statue outside of Rio Tinto. We just re-signed him. He's going to be here till. The end of his life, really, because we just built an academy. So he'll probably go to the academy after he's retired playing. Yeah. Um, but when you think RSL, when you think Real Salt Lake, what what, what do you th- like? What comes to mind? What what is your association with Real Salt Lake? Any previous experiences, thoughts, ideas?
1: Oh man! So for me, I'm a musician uh, just by birth, and so my initial interaction with MLS as a league. Um, wasn't that long ago and that song the riot song that you guys sing that everybody knows um mm-hmm. if you believe then stand up on your feet right i that whole chat man gives me chills still still listening to it and i know I'm, I'm there may be some lafc supporters listening or watching or um whatever you know they're gonna be like man jerry's switching but i honestly truly this song uh, gives me chills just listening to it. And then the way that you guys all sing it as a whole, that to me, that I, that's what I think about. And then also dreadlocks, but that's gone now, unfortunately. So and you know yeah. what i'm talking about
0: <laughs> hey man we're still trying to get used to it ourselves um, <laughs> first game of the season i keep thinking uh, who's this new guy with wearing nick Ro- i mean uh, kyle beckerman's jersey i'm like come on man what's <laughs> what's, yeah, what's he going on weird, here?
1: man i keep seeing pictures of him i'm like God, he aged so quickly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well in this case, yeah. I guess maybe, maybe still the same old, still the same old Kyle Beckerman. Um Yeah, believe <laughs> that was actually, so. I'm not sure if you know the history about believe, but that was written by uh, uh, Brandon uh, Steinhardt, the uh, drummer for Rand. Rancid. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He's Where? um he's a uh, lifelong, huh? or at least yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, season ticket holder. He actually sits in my section, first row. He's always there. Nice. Um, Tell him I say hi. I'm back in like uh, row eight. He's in one. We never. Uh,
1: uh, never. <laughs> that's not that far.
0: Throw a peanut no. at him and
1: say, hey, Jerry I, says
0: hi. <laughs> I will do that. Game one. Game one <laughs> this Saturday. This Saturday. All right, man. So that's good to hear. So, uh, Overall, it looks, uh, it sounds like and looks like a really good fan group. And I read the other day that what did they sell out all the season tickets like 17,000 season tickets have been sold or something like that?
1: Yeah, so our stadium is actually pretty small, and I think they did that on purpose. They want to make sure that it's a hot item in, in Los Angeles, you know, you can't get it that easy. So, yeah, they had 17,500 season tickets uh, sell out. Uh, the supporter section, I believe, still has a couple of tickets left, which is going to be a total of 3,252 season tickets. So that's kind of how you get the 3,252 supporters union name. Yeah. Um, and For those of you that didn't know that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's impressive. I think they did their job. Uh, they've been really on top of it. I, they better, right? They've had three, three years or so to do it. So um, it, is it impressive in Los Angeles? I would say no because – we're a small stadium but they're make they're making it to where it is accessible um and it's a great spot in in the city and it's going to be fun i mean if you've seen the pictures of our stadium it's Mm -hmm. beautiful beautiful so yeah excited yeah you got you got got one of those european kind of
0: uh flat stands isn't it the most vertical stadium in the in the mls or something like that i I read something there's all these facts that of just fly out there
1: yeah so orlando claimed that they were the steepest we're actually and we don't like to say because we don't want to make orlando mad uh, but because they're evil over there but um we're actually one degree uh steeper than the orlando just by one degree but also Mm -hmm. at the same time uh they they we do have safe standing and we have seats that are going to be locked. So we we're, we're going to get the whole European feel um of course they they did a little bit of of homework and it sounds like it's basically going to be almost like the Celtic supporters section for Celtic FC. Um so that should be interesting. I think it's going to be fun. Um hopefully nobody gets vertigo and throws up, you know, <laughs> but it's I've I've actually been there. I've seen it. It's it's really steep. It's actually kind of scary. So well, that yeah. should be fun, though. I, I'm looking
0: forward to going out there because um, I was out at the um, L.A. Uh, Carson, as you call it, in the um, <laughs> Galaxy Stadium a couple of times. And, um, it sucks. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a decent stadium. I don't mind the stadium. Um, my very first game in L.A. or Carson was a few years ago. It was a playoff game. And, man, all I remember is getting being stuck in traffic, yeah. specifically, like, I think I got to the parking lot 30 minutes before kickoff, 45 minutes before kickoff. I got into the stadium 15 minutes into the game. It was the most ridiculous experience um, yeah. you know, ever. But uh, this, yeah. one, this one's a lot closer to the actual downtown, correct?
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's within a couple of miles from downtown. You can actually see on one of our corners, which is where the supporters are going to sit, to the left of the supporters, there's an opening in the stadium on purpose, where the people that are on the southeast and uh, basically the entire west side, oh, I'm sorry, southwest and entire west side are going to be able to see downtown Los Angeles. So, oh, yeah, like it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, we yeah. won't be able to see it because we'll have our backs um, to, the, to the city, but that means the city has our backs. So pretty excited Ooh. for that, man. Yeah.
0: Oh, I like that. That's a good one um see <laughs> our stadium has the mountains so depending yeah. where you sit, you can see the mountain range on there all right man very cool so listen um uh, let me let's shift a little bit to the product on the field if that's okay of course yeah um, so i was watching the game on sunday and i figured we would be talking at some point this week and and or i'd be writing an article about it so i, I took some notes so these are very generic notes i'm just reading off my phone that uh, i was kind of taking down as i was watching the game All right, so the very first thing in my notes is dangerous wings. Man, Ah. uh, what's that? Diego Rossi and um, uh, what's the other guy on the other side? Um, Yeah, my God. Those dudes, actually, I think I have a note here. They're going to get, yeah, nightmare for any defense.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly how I feel. I think that uh, both Diego Rossi and Latif Blessing are going to be scary. Um, I, I, you know, and we can talk about the gaps that we have, but those two are just fantastic. I think, uh, I think you hit it right on the nose, man. Yeah.
0: yeah well, I, I, I did add a couple seat. of gaps. I, I, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so quick. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was just trying to figure out how our wings, how our, how our outside backs are going to hold up against them. And, um, yeah. it doesn't matter whom you put back there. They're, they're going to have a hard time with those two dudes, man. They're, they're dangerous. Um, yeah. Uh, my, actually, my second note is Diego Rossi, very dangerous. Uh, my third note is Carlos Vela orchestrating the real deal. So you know how a lot of these European, yeah. well, not European, but he's basically a European player, right? He's played his whole career, if I'm correct. I think since he, he went to Europe when he was like 16, right?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's,
0: yeah. Yeah, and he's played his whole career. I mean, his whole professional career as, as a grown-up in europe so a lot of the times these big european players will come over and there's not not much happens right away so i was kind of hoping that was the case with him because you know especially the bigger the deal that you know especially with his uh kind of background of not having the not being the best example for other players right mm-hmm. uh but man he looked good he looked he looked ridiculously good man how excited are you guys about him
1: Absolutely, I think that you can see that the ball goes through him, you know, and he controls that. He's he's the the orchestrator. He's the one that's working that ball and making sure that uh, it it's where it needs to be. Um, everything's been working through him. So yeah, we're excited to see him. I think that we ex- have high expectations. He you know, is uh, highly paid. He's the highest paid in the club. So we expect him to do great things. Now, same thing for Diego Rossi. I think it's both of them um, are going to need to pair up. They have that um, that same type of idea where he started out very young in a new league, you know, and so now he's taking Diego Rossi under his wing, leading him through a new league as well. Um, the thing is, Carlos Villa doesn't have any experience in MLS. But just from yeah. what we saw in Seattle, I think that he will fit right in, you know, and and it seems like those two guys are going to be, are, are most dangerous. And so they, they earned their DP spot for sure. Um, I would say that, uh, that Carlos Vela could potentially become a captain if Lauren Simon wasn't there. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but uh, Lauren Simon is one of those players as well that I just, I'm excited to see. Um, what gaps did you see though, man? I think I, I need to ask. What gaps are you seeing in our club?
0: Well, okay. A couple of gaps. First, one more positive shout out. Uh, <laughs> Let's before, get into the real negative. <laughs> because I get, uh, there's no real negative. Well, there's one really big negative, which okay. you, you won't understand because you're not part of our culture, but I'll, I'll explain. Okay. Uh, one more positive Tyler Miller, your goalkeeper, ridiculous uh... performance on Sunday. Uh, you think he can keep that up? I mean, because. He was a backup in Seattle before that. Uh, with behind Stefan Fry, I mean, just about any other goalkeeper in the MLS would be a backup. That guy's ridiculous. But yeah, is yeah. that is that is that the real Tyler Miller? Do you think, or uh, are you guys waiting for him to drop a little bit?
1: So I got to actually talk to Stefan Fry. Stefan Fry uh, and the Seattle Sounders were training not too far away from me, so I got to drive down, um, got to hang out a little bit, and I got to talk to Stefan Fry. And I said, "Hey, man." what do you think? What do you think of Tyler Miller? And he goes, who? That was his first reaction. And then he said, and then he, and then he said, I'm just kidding. Tyler Miller does. I know I was like, Oh no, what did we do? Right. And he goes, I'm just kidding. Tyler Miller is fantastic. He is definitely deserves a chance, um, you know, and he, he needs to have somewhere new to just start over. And so for us, when we saw him coming in, as supporters, we thought there's no way Tyler Mayer is gonna be our main guy because he was backup to Stefan Fry. We need somebody like Stefan Fry to step up and be our goalkeeper, right? This last game showed us that there's no reason why Tyler Minner can't handle it, the the number one spot. Now we have Luis Lopez. Um, now he's also uh, just a clear. Uh, number one goalkeeper, and so that's where it gets a little bit more difficult for us because Tyler Miller, I think, can keep it up, and it's I think it's really going to come down to Bob Bradley saying, "Hey, I I'm going to keep playing this guy. He's he's proven until he shows us that he can't do it anymore. Um, you know, then then maybe I'll move him, and that's what I'm kind of hoping because Tyler Miller has that mentality. Like he has something to prove um, that the fact that he's not a Maybe a backup to Stephen Fry. He should be up front. But, man, he, he showed up, you know. And so, yeah. for us, we're we're excited. Uh, Luis Lopez is, is, again, who I believe if he was healthy. He's not healthy, by the way. So, Luis Lopez mm-hmm. is from Honduras. He is the Hondureño. Uh, he's from uh, Honduras as the actual goalkeeper for the Honduras national team. So, mm-hmm. a little bit more experienced than Tyler Miller. But man seven saves it just literally what I I don't know how that guy got to some balls um, and just gave us the one0 that was all him yeah. hence the hence the MLS week uh, uh, uh team of the week you know he made he made goalkeeper for team of the week so
0: that that was an incredible yeah. performance does the fact that um I mean because our coach said um I think just a couple of days ago uh, because a lot of people were talking about the fact that Seattle was playing with I mean I think they were short seven or eight starters or something like that. Um, and he was saying wow. that, that that didn't really matter because it, Seattle is a really difficult place to go into and win no matter who's playing. Um, and some of us happen to believe that Deuce is kind of past his prime. So he sometimes it's better if he's not on there, right? I would agree. Um, <laughs> yeah um that doesn't give you any pause any cause of concern you're not getting you you don't feel like you're getting a little too high on the expectations um um because of the opposing lineup that was uh on the field do you
1: i'm gonna say no because i think that we have high expectations for this club in general you know everything that they've been telling us from the beginning leads us to believe that this club needs to be one of the best and I think I said this before on another podcast. I said that um, you know, we're not Atlanta United. We're not gonna come out there and just dominate and make it to the playoffs that as easily as Atlanta United did. But at the same time, I'm happy to say that we're not Minnesota United. You know, um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough year. I, I think we all are aware of that. Those that are realistic and understand that expansion teams don't uh you know don't perform as well as maybe the majority of the the league will do uh Mm -hmm. it's better to have lower standards than to have really high standards and then get shot down but at the same time we need to keep those high standards and push and push and push the club um so for us uh you know i think i think no yeah it's 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 really interesting because going into seattle i thought for sure we were going to get destroyed and then yes, they're lacking seven, eight of their main players, um, which worked for them. They beat Chivas, as you were saying, but they still opened up the door for us to have that positivity. Now the now our club thinks we can do this. We beat Seattle. Let's go on and let's keep doing this over and over and over. So there's a positive that they gave us, you know, in in, in the sort of way. Um, it's weird, man. It's kind of tough to, to really judge right now because we don't know too much about our club. It's, it's brand new. Yeah. Uh, they didn't start playing till maybe about a month ago together. And so it's, it's, been, it's been an interesting few days for sure because I feel everybody's so hyped. We're going to be going into RSL now with high mm-hmm. expectations. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> hey, man, it's a brand new RSL team, by the way, as well. So it, it, that should be a fun one. Uh, yeah. a very fun one actually we had a it, it took a, an own goal for us to not walk out with three points out of dallas which was kind of a sad sad ending to that game yeah uh, so a couple of his one th- one one of the negatives i have on here right away it said um sure. this organized in defense sustained pressure needed um yeah. i really think one of the reasons tyler miller had was the goalkeeper of the of the weekend or, or game day one is because he had to make a lot of saves because it seemed to me like that defense and i honestly think that i really think the greatest coaches in the world you know take Mourinho take take uh, whomever you want
1: mm-hmm.
0: their defensive coaches because our you know defense is an orchestra is an orchestra right the defense messes up once and you get scored on the offense has shot after shot after shot. Worst case scenario, you don't make a shot, you get another shot, right? Um, on defense, you screw up, you get scored on, you have a lot of catching up to do. Um, so it makes sense yeah. that most defenses would be disorganized right now. Ours wasn't too hot last weekend either. But it seemed like your defense and uh, – how oh, I forgot his name, but your captain. Um, Simon? Yeah, he was a defensive player of the year just a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, 2016.
1: Um,
0: some yeah yeah they, really well, good it player it a but but it, yeah it seemed like um the defense seemed a little disorganized and i have a note that says um like i said disorganizing defense sustained pressure needed I, I i have the feeling that if there's organized and sustained pressure on your defense eventually they start making mistakes and unless you got um you know, Mr. Miller coming through with uh, goalie of the week performances week after week. You're going to get some goals scored on. What are your thoughts yeah. on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, our defense definitely needs some work. Um, the, the thing is, also, as, um, as we're going into the game, one of our center backs was supposed to be Walker Zimmerman. And mm-hmm. he was hurt. So last minute decision, they brought in uh, Dijon Jakovic, who um, was supposed to be on the bench. Um, So there is something that maybe some people may have not noticed or or thought about. Um, I think Djokovic did a fantastic job of covering, uh, but I think that once we got past about the 25, 30 minute mark, it was all defending and it was all possession from Seattle. Right? So Mm -hmm. for us, um, I think that, that defense is looking a little bit scary. I think we need to work on that. Um, Originally coming into the, Into the season, we believed that our midfield was going to be the one that needed work, and I don't think that's going to be the case at all. Now we're looking at the defense thinking maybe there's going to be a little bit more work that we need here. At the same time, I must say that Bob Bradley did mention that he wants to have an uh, an attacking mentality where even the defense— uh, the defensive players are going to be getting that ball forward and getting forward. So people like Joe Moutinho, who's also um, in the back um, and, and Tristan Blackman, you know, they'll, they'll be able to get out forward and push that ball ahead and even score some goals. So we had a game preseason game and I know that doesn't, these preseason games don't matter, but we got to see kind of the idea that he's building upon and uh, Joe Moutinho scored a goal. He's a defensive player scored a goal against, um, sacramento republic um what was he doing all the way up there you know we're, we're we're just attacking 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 and so we have to be able to run back quick enough and defend on that counterattack. and i don't think that that was happening quite the way that bob riley wanted it to happen this last game so um uh-huh. we'll see how we can handle that rsl counterattack, man how are you, how are you feeling about about your guys's um uh, just squad in general because right now you were saying they're brand new but I have to throw a question out there for you as well. And that was, is that it, it's, to me, it's very inter- interesting to see that the, uh, the veterans are just, those are the names in the club right now, right?
0: The, the veterans meaning um, Nick Romando and Carl Beckerman, I'm assuming. Is that right? I, I mean, yes, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they, and they will be for another year year and a half two years at the most um look the way i see nick romando is um is like a fine wine right that dude (laughs) that dude ages uh, and it becomes better and better now we as rsl diehards he'll have once in a while a bad game right he'll have that one mistake he's known for that one huge mistake a year right so we start questioning ourselves because over the years we had some pretty good backup goalies right and we said well, maybe this is the year when they phase out Nick Romando and we put a or b or c in right and then we go to the stadium the very next game and he does something that is just stupid right that should not be <laughs> possible for a human being of his stature and we're like oh oh that's why he's good <laughs>
1: We almost forgot that a little bit.
0: Um, so yeah, he's he's uh, we're okay with Nick Romando. He just, like I said, extended. There was word he was going to uh, you guys actually. Uh, while I was about to shooting. say I
1: didn't want to cut you off, but we had a connection between Nick Romando and LASC for a little while, um, which I think yeah. was was just a bunch of baloney. Personally, no, uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure someone it helped him get a higher
0: contract or something. I don't know. I, I don't think he was gonna leave. Uh, way okay, uh. he's, he, he's a landmark. Nick Romano, uh, we'll have we have a uh, downtown, we have John Stockton Street and Car Malone Avenue or something like that. I think the next one will be you know, um, Nick Romano Boulevard or something. That, that's <laughs> that, 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 that's that's about Ramon it. Road. Up Ramon Ramon Road. There we go. Romano Road. Um, and then Kyle, man, Kyle's like. We have some really good players who could play in Kyle's position, right? But he's—I um, truly think—beyond just the skill set, Kyle Beckerman is is that icon, right? Like you said, the Dreads, even though they're gone now, um, he—that—that—that's the icon. And, and I really think when when other players on the field kind of look at him and they just and they say, you know what, it's going to be okay. That dude is on the field with me. It's going to be okay. He's not known to pull back. He's known for. Uh, breaking some people's legs and whatnot over the past few years he actually i think to date still has the highest number of fouls in major league soccer history that's as awesome. well as the yellow cards um so that's that's just kyle beckerman i think he's gonna be here forever uh like i said we have we just started a big academy um just actually both north and south of of salt lake so i really think he's gonna be here forever now this team is uh you know we just we just got some new players we got some old players we actually finished as the hottest team in major league soccer last year we had that little uh coach change last year uh mike Petke stepped in a new york guy a, a no yeah. bs guy you know it, this is how it is um he actually benched our highest player highest paid player in history you're um also oh. i i for sure thought he might have been out there with you guys as well at some point because he's he's an Armenia native but he's an la resident right so word is that he's gonna end up in one of the la clubs at some point soon um we're we're extremely high in our team man um i saw projections as high as first in the west i don't know about that we'll see how that works out but we haven't made the playoffs in and um uh, well We made the playoffs two years ago. That's when I came out to LA or Carson to watch us get completely destroyed um, in Carson. Um, I I just hope we make the playoffs. I think once you're in the playoffs, you're good to go. You're good to roll. The other thing I've learned is it doesn't matter. If you remember uh, a couple of years ago, Seattle was like ninth with 10 game days to go, and they won the the MLS Cup that year. So um, we're, we're, we're very high on our team. And a lot of people are saying they would hate to be our coach right now because he's about too deep in every position, and both players in each position could start any given week. Yeah. So you're gonna have some pissed players. So I hope the. Also, we have the worst luck when it comes to injuries. So those two deep players, I think by about July, are actually gonna uh, quickly dissolve and will be struggling again. That's just the way we work. Uh, we'll struggle to fill any positions.
1: So, Do you, yeah. think th- you think there's going to be any changes for you guys during the summer break, during that summer transfer window?
0: Well, we did just open a DP spot. Well, we're uh, working yeah. on it. Uh, we're releasing Eura. Um, yeah, man, there are a lot of talks with a lot of people all over the place. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I don't know. Where, so, we're Salt Lake City, Utah. The entire state of Utah has a population of 3 million people. Right. Uh, We are the, I think, the second smallest TV market in the nation, at least when it comes to sports teams. Um, So we're not getting Zlatan Ibrahimovic anytime soon. Right. (laughs) And we're okay with that. We're, that's not how we roll, man. We don't assign the big free agents. We develop our kids, you know, half of our roster, well, not half, but a large percentage of our roster right now is actually homegrown players from our academies that we have built into our systems. Um, So, yes, we do have some dp money we can spend this summer and we actually have an owner that's very very committed and doesn't seem to be very uh he's not doesn't seem to be afraid to spend the money because he has openly said i'm never gonna make a dime on this team if i can break even i'm gonna celebrate um so yeah i don't know i i don't know what i would go out and get that seems like a weird thing to say but i love our midfield (laughs) i love our forward core right now and our defense, uh, I mean, we have youngsters all over the place. Um, and I don't want to get rid of them. My biggest worry is that we're going to lose like someone like a Justin Glad, a, a, a young man we have developed into a center defender. And I see no way in a couple of years he's still here. I see no way he's not playing in at least League IMX, but probably overseas, you know, because he's already getting call-ups to the national team. And he's like, I don't even know, 19 or something. Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, that's that's it. I don't see us signing any big players anytime soon. But then again, we do specialize in those like European second league players or one of our best players in, you know, some of our best players in the history of this league uh, of our club have come from like uh, a Spanish second division or English second division or someone from like the Austrian league. Um, we're not going to sign, like I said, Ibrahimović or Rooney or anything like that anytime soon because we go the exact opposite direction. How about you guys? Are you, are you all full on DPs now?
1: No, we have still one spot open. I think that we might end up actually bringing somebody in, at least by the summer transfer window, for sure. And so for me, is more about uh, you know who do we have right now and then how much space can we make for um for new Ibrahimovic I yeah it's one of those things where I actually I enjoy hearing that like if we were to get Ibrahimovic I don't I don't think it's he's going to be coming to LAFC I think honestly I think he's going to be going to Carson but at the same time I mean if we're attached to big names like that it's it's good for us right because it only draws attendance Uh, Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like Uh, he's old he there's a reason why he's no longer going to be in in manchester united um you know and he still has it though we'll we'll see what happens i mean i would love to play against him if i'm being honest i want to see him i actually would like to see him and carson and us just kill carson with ibrahimovic in the lineup dream come true right there
0: you know uh, all right man so we're speaking the same language man because <laughs> I want I want Ibrahimovic in the league because of the yeah. ho- obvious high profile but I don't want him on my team because if if anything he'll hurt the team at this point right yeah all right so we, well, even though yeah you're right he's still he's still pretty damn good word is he's uh hired a real estate agent to buy him a house in LA but um I don't know all, what that means yeah latin has a lot of homes in a lot of countries i think so i don't think that means a whole lot Um, yeah he has a
1: business right he has a clothing company and so obviously los angeles is a place you want to be if you're building a clothing company underwear company just like david beckham did but we'll we'll see man it's so for a little while i don't know if you saw that but he posted uh something like welcome to los angeles And and his logos his design for his clothing company is black and gold And so everybody was like freaking out saying oh my god he's going to lafc um not the case (laughs) not the case at all so he does whatever he wants he throws stuff out there just to see what you know get a reaction we'll we'll see what happens
0: he has made a decent living on on kind of being who he is saying what he wants whenever he wants i'd love him i would love for him to come to you know salt lake city and play against us twice a year once a year whatever (laughs) Yeah, but I, yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't give up anyone we have on offense right now for him to be honest with you which seems kind of messed up because he's honestly one of my favorite players in the world I cannot okay. believe that man has never won player of the year uh in the world it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous but still that was that was 10 years ago
1: okay yeah so uh, just a little bit of a heads up I think um do you think – okay, here, actually, a question for you. So from your starting 11 with, against FC Dallas, um, on your defensive side, you had uh, DeMar Phillips, uh, you had Justin Glad, you had uh, Sean Berry, and then you also uh-huh. had a, so, uh, Ongo Marcelo, Marcelo Silva. Yeah, so uh-huh. do you think that there's going to be any changes within your defense? Because if there isn't, uh-huh. I can tell you right now, we're going to destroy your defense.
0: The wings are you talking about the wings that I was
1: No our wings are going to destroy your defense. Yeah. Um so <laughs> Yeah, let's talk... I know you don't want to hear that but let's talk about it. No. That.
0: No, I do I do want to hear it. Luckily for me I don't have to make those decisions there are way smarter people who have to decide on the lineups. So Damar Phillips when he came into the league when he joined us 3 something years ago yep. he was my big hope because I'm I'm a strong believer in like the um um uh, marcelo from um um uh, uh, madrid and uh uh what's his name danny uh from uh, barcelona i'm a big believer in speedy quick offensive wings who get forward and cross so all the indication about him was that he's one of those wings i thought he was gonna single-handedly change our team problem he was he's i think spent half the year every year injured so we never know what we're getting with that guy. So he's actually a pretty quick guy. If you're talking sp- strictly about speed, uh, I think he can. Nah, I'm not sure he can keep up with uh, blessings on your right side, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, he be the left side. Um, But here's the way I see it. So uh, my preferred option on the left uh, outside is actually Danny Acosta, one of our youngsters. I mean, a very young guy. Uh, He doesn't know better yet, so he just goes out and gives it his all every single game. And and I love the way that man plays. Um, But here's what I'm thinking. All right. If one of your wings crosses one of our outside backs, they still have to cross the ball inside. Right, because they are, they're probably not going to score on on, on Remando from the corner flag, and I like the way we are set up in the middle. Right, I I like the combination of Marcelo and um, uh, Glad in the middle to defend against whomever you're going to cross into. Even though Marcelo scored the own goal last week, so maybe that's not the best endorsement for him. Uh, but I, I kind of agree with you. I think on the left side, on your left forward side, on our right back side. Ooh, that's going to be a tough day for us, man, because um, I I don't see who's uh, stopping uh, Rossi. Well, Nobody in the league is stopping Rossi, but I think Rossi will be able to cross that ball in all he wants all day long. Uh, That's actually probably my biggest worry. So I really hope that our coaching staff is a lot smarter and observant than I am and have figured it out and are able to accommodate for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I doubt that they're going to be – uh, that they're not going to be watching footage and get what you just got out of that, you know? And so that's where the changes are going to come in. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what Bob Bradley always likes to kind of surprise everybody. So we'll see what, what changes he has, what he wants to do. Um, and now that we're going to have some more available people within our um within our club, I think it also is gonna be big. You know, um, there's gonna be a couple of, of guys that are gonna be coming in that are gonna be available. Uh, hopefully we'll have Walker Zimmerman available for center back, and um, we're also gonna have uh, uh, Etuesta who is uh, coming in as well. So we have some interesting things happening. Um, we'll see what happens. I, I'm excited to see, honestly, and I'm, I, I hope that you guys do, do well, at not that well, I really do feel that your defense is going to be your fall here um in this situation. Well, it is every
0: year. Uh, that's actually that's not going to be just to this Saturday. That's not just going to be the next um five games. Our our defense is the number one thing we have to get in order. Um mm-hmm. again because of some of the organization, we have a combination of like teenagers and then mid 30s dudes. Right? Mm-hmm. They, have, they have played all over the world. So I, it feels like that combination still needs to come together. Fans was our Achilles heel last year. Um, our, our midfield is, in my opinion, ridiculous. We have uh, um, uh, Rushniak, who was the highest, uh, most efficient midfielder in the league last year. Uh-huh. um we got uh damir from um the Krilach, second correct? bundesliga on the left uh yeah, Krilach, uh from the second bundesliga from berlin that had a a really decent game last game and then on offense i mean all the way up front we have Savarino on the left i mean on the right and we have um uh, left and those dudes i mean that's like your blessing and and, and rossi um and Sever- but my only problem is Severino is he's either has the game of his life or he's non-existent every single game. There's no middle ground with him, you know. Um, and then we have uh, Brooks Lennon, who we actually we raised, I like to say. He came from our academy. Then he went to the Liverpool Academy. Then he came back to us. Um, and uh, he actually wasn't even on the roster last game. He was playing with our uh, USL squad, actually out in Sacramento, I think. Okay. Uh, so I'm not sure why that was. I'm just hoping they bring him in. Um, overall, you're absolutely correct. I do not think between our team and your team, because like I said, one of my notes said sustained pressure on your defense is going to cause your defense to make mistakes. Um, and I think we have this squad that can that has that sustained pressure. So I think we'll score two or three goals on you. I think you might score two or three with us as well. <laughs> yeah. So if I was an objective observer, this is the game I would tune into because this is not going to be a boring draw. It's not going no. to be um, a 0-0. If I was a betting man, and I am, um, this is, this is a, if the over-under is four goals in the game, I'm putting the money over because this game is not going to be short of goals.
1: Unless, Unless the
0: force, of course, Micro Milo is one of his famous game games where nothing gets past him, him. and, and then Tyler, Tyler Miller has a repeat of last weekend, weekend. chances, chances of both of those happening on the same weekend, weekend are pretty, pretty slim. slim. Um, um, so so I, overall, I think um, it's going to be a good game. Good game. I do, I do, I do think, think, without, without, I think we have a little too much depth. We have to play together a little bit longer. And I think despite Carlos Vela, who's the great equalizer on your on side. Your side. And he's, and a he's a materiality, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I do, I do I think our issue of the power is happening. I'm calling the 3-1 in our favor. What do you call it?
1: I call the 3-1 in our favor, actually. and and Yeah, and so I did that on our podcast. I call the 3-1 in our favor, and I think Vela, Rossi, and Blessing are all individually going to score on you guys. but. Uh, man, it's going to be an interesting game regardless. I think that it's uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Like you said, it's not going to be a boring 0-0. I think there's going to be some goals for sure, um, especially with us coming in new, uh, coming in hot from a win. You guys coming in from a tie thinking, hey, we need to show these guys. This is our home opener, right? You guys, this is your guys' home opener, this is. so um, you have home field advantage. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see that and, and see what happens. Um, you have a good squad. Now it's just a matter of uh, what's uh, Petki going to be able to do with that defense? And then us, how are we going to be able to incorporate the new guys coming in? Um, oh, so that's, that's, that's interesting. So yeah.
0: he, here's the way I'm thinking about this. I know it's early in the game, uh, early in the season, right? And mm-hmm. you're a brand new club. And the, one of my questions was, do you see yourself as Ness Atlanta United or Minnesota right? in the first year? I don't think <laughs> you'll be either because Atlanta yeah. it was ridiculous. Also, it helped that they played in the Eastern Conference. Minnesota I don't know what the hell happened there um we're in in between you're in between so one of the that's one of the questions here's what I'm willing to say right now if you come into Salt Lake City this Saturday and you win which gives you two wins in the first two weeks at Seattle and at Rio Tinto in Salt Lake City which by the way very good chance of snow this Saturday oh fun you're you're in the playoffs my friend i'm quoting my money on lafc making the playoffs this week this year wow. year one um despite the western conference being stacked even scrubs like you know Houston and colorado might actually be good this year you get six points out of at seattle and in salt lake first two weeks you're in having said that I honestly and truly and respectfully believe you're gonna have three points after the first two games. But here's what we can do. Here's what we do. Let's talk next week, early next week, right after the game, and we talk about what happened. How's that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm up for it. I think it's uh, it's it's gonna be interesting, man. Because I, you know, meeting people like you and then uh, getting to talk to other people from around the the league. I think that everybody is like, there's either there's no in between. It's either LaFC is gonna be great. Or you guys are terrible and you're going to suck because you don't know what you're doing. So I'm excited to see what happens after the second game for sure. I think that we're going into it with a lot of hype, and it's just hype. Let's see what actually happens. Let's see what Petki versus uh, Bradley looks like. Um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a very interesting game for sure, and uh, may the best man win. We'll talk soon
0: though <laughs> i love that so we got a three one
1: each way here and we're talking
0: again early next week and one of us is saying i told you so all yeah. right our cell nation uh it's been a pleasure thank you so much for tuning in and um like you heard we'll be talking to these boys real soon